Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Keep Your Torch Lit podcast covering Survivor Michigan. I am fresh off of dose number two of Moderna, and I am feeling lit right now. Woo! Let's podcast, baby. Whoa. So, I, I'm. this is Sarah, by the way. I'm getting my second dose of Pfizer tomorrow. So, we're about to be two out of three vaccinated. What about you, Sam? Wow. Uh, yeah, my name is Sam, getting my second dose of Pfizer in a couple of weeks. So sorry, Jack, that you, you got the, we got the, we got the name brand, you got the kind of the Walmart Mm. brand vaccine, but I'm sure it does the trick just as fine. You know, you'll, you probably won't die or anything from it. So guys, are there going to be like different alliances in the future that are like Pfizer versus Moderna Alliance? Yeah. Like Moderna is like a Spanish word. Modern, um, like El Norte, Spanish word. Oh. Modern, Spanish word. It's modern. It's the North. Um, because you know that I don't know where Moderna yeah. is actually made, and, and you know it's a lot. And usually, like the cooler kids are coming from Moderna, and like Pfizer people are mm. a bunch of like lame, okay. know-it-all Silicon mm. Valley people. You know. <laughs> what about J and J? J and J is like. I feel like that's like to. That's like Sabu Sabu. Toki Doki. Because it's J and J, Sabu and Sabu. Oh, Sabu. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Sabu Sabu. So they're the one that, like, the other vaccines all gang up against, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Aww. Tormenta and... <laughs> um, what can I think of? Um, we're trying to name right now. Uh, Tafiti. Tafiti. See, okay, this makes so much sense. Tormenta. Yeah. Tor- yeah. They're just ganging up on poor little wow. Johnson and like... Johnson. <laughs> yeah, but Johnson oh, and Johnson, they, you know, obviously they've got the heart. So, you know, maybe maybe that's there's something there, right? Speaking of hearts, I think, so. <laughs> I think our hearts are all beating really fast when the episode started and we got some background info on that idol. Whoa! What a transition! You know, it was was like we're going into a time machine. It was like we're in a DeLorean. You know, we had to go back all the way to episode one. I kind of liked how you guys did that with the editing. It's like you know the black and white. You know, you slowly see everything we've seen before while we're taken all the way back to that time to when Tom read that clue in episode one. Yeah. I saw this James guy had a really good comment about how you guys are kind of showing it like how the players perceive it in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like rewinds and then we get more of the backstory and it's more exciting that way. And I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there was something a little special in there and that like you have the same experience Tom had of like, Oh my gosh, I just got blindsided with an idol in my pocket. Then it's like, Whoa, a plot twist. Turns out it was fake the whole time. Oh my gosh. You got punked. Yeah. Didn't Tom didn't Tom not realize it was fake for like a long time after? Wasn't that a thing? I think that like mm-hmm. after uh-huh. Aaron obviously leaked some things to like on people in the game from the pre-jury, I think production was like super, super paranoid about telling anything to people that are in the pre-jury group chat. So we were like, uh, can we tell Tom that his idol is fake? Because he felt bad because like, he went home thinking he was blindsided with an idol in his yeah. pocket. We're like, I mean, we could tell him, but we were like, no, no, no. We had to crack down on like telling any information to pre-jury people because we were kind of freaked out from 
the whole Aaron thing. So, unfortunately, Tom, yeah, uh, Tom starts Tom going down his list that for a little and while. starts like FaceTiming people in the game, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's believe funny. this. It was a fake ad the whole time. We're like, and everybody, but, yeah, Jeff's just like, <laughs> yeah, we 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 knew the whole time. <laughs> I think you're the only person that didn't know on El Norte, which kind of sucks. Oh. Jack, I was, about, I was wondering if you could explain kind of like what happened, what actually happened with the clue, like Ben's whole thing. Like I know a lot of the fans were like, what? That was so stupid of Ben to share the clue with everybody. When like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. there's other things going on with the clue being fake. Like, and it wasn't really shown in the edit exactly like what happened. Yeah. And so I'm not a hundred percent I sure on exactly the exact chronology. Like I really need to just like go back and like watch some of my own confessionals before I do these episodes. So, Cause I like once I like think of questions like this, I'm like, wait, actually did this happen first? Did this happen? But anyways, um, how I remember it is that like, you know, obviously Ben got the clue and I think he came to us in like that four person breakfast club alliance and was like, okay, like, I, I like we're I think because we were already wanting to get Tom out at that point, so we're like, what if we just send out a clue to Tom and say and like plant a fake clue there and plant a fake idol like where this clue like will obviously lead, because then we'll kind of use I think one we kind of just wanted you know we didn't want to have to give away the real clue, and two um, we wanted him because if the real idol was still out there we wanted Tom to like find the fake idol and stop searching, because then that would allow you know one of us to find it potentially. And obviously that is completely irrelevant because we didn't know that Elisa had found it on day two. But um, yeah, just kind of the general idea of like, you know, if Tom has this idol, he's going to feel secure and will be easier to vote him off because, you know, he has just a fake idol. He's not going to really maybe try so hard to find a real one or like maybe he'll not try super hard if he feels like he's in danger because he can just play it, you know, and he just like just, you know, kind of a contingency plan for that. So, yeah, and I think we got a little too cocky with it. Like, that's why... Um, in the last episode, you see me actually saying the clue at Tribal Council because it was his. That was obviously not the clue that Ben really got. That was just the clue. So I just had remembered it from you know reading it so many times, like her, you know, because he was sending it to Tom. So just kind of like cockily, almost kind of it was. It was definitely a little mean spirit and just kind of like a little bit like without him knowing, kind of rubbing it in his face that that was a fake clue, you know, and that that wasn't the real clue that he got and like he had this mm-hmm. fake idol in his pocket. So that was definitely not my nicest moment, but like, yeah. I mean, you did you did say last time you were somewhat mean, and this time you're going to be meaner. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why do I got to be mean to poor old Tom? Wait, so both idols are. I know. Okay, so both idols are in possession in Tokidoki, right? Because. Right. Because yeah. they found your idol. Okay, so can we talk about how Eliza is an idol finding queen? Like, Jack, I thought you were good, but Eliza been f- be finding them on day one, day two. Yeah, I mean, I have to, I, you know, I definitely had that high opinion of myself going into it, but I think, you know, at this point, I have to give up that <laughs> crown to Eliza. She multiple seasons. First person in Survivor Michigan history to find an idol in multiple seasons. Not that there's very many opportunities for that, but still. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's crazy. And the fact that she got it on day two is just so legendary. Yeah, it's insane. That's just so impressive. And also, I mean, a side note is that it also sucks a little bit because I think you were definitely the second person 
to that spot like later in this mm-hmm. episode like she yep. if she hadn't gotten that idol there like i think that you you would have found it instead but props Yay. to lisa for like without she didn't even know exactly what your clue was she was like oh i assume that their clue is the opposite of our clue yeah and searched mm-hmm. just based on that like so she found that idol technically without even having a clue on day two like that's that's yeah. insane that's just absolutely um... insane yeah, I, yeah. Like exactly. I wanted to go into the season right doing like the Russell Hance stuff about you know not finding a clue without finding <laughs> a without clues and stuff. And she's she's Russell Hance right now. She's a Lisa Hance out there. Has anyone else in Survivor Michigan found an idol without a clue? Um, I feel like they have. Um, I, don't I know. feel like it's been done. Well, I just feel like because I feel like in Fire Michigan, the clues a lot yeah. of times are like not really well kept secrets. Well, either either they're very yeah they're both they're very vague, so, uh, but also like I feel like a lot of the times like a clue people especially early in the game will like send it out to their whole tribe and be like I don't want to be targeted for this you know yeah so like there's a lot of time That's there's true. not a lot of times that people haven't had knowledge of at least one clue you know. And then meanwhile, Jackson's like, I don't think anyone's found any idol yet. <laughs> and like, two people on his tribe have found it. He's like, there's no way anyone could have beaten me. Uh, Jackson. So great. I love Jackson. I think Jackson is so funny. Should oh, we talk about hilarious. the four returnees and where they stand? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the returnees. Like, I mean, Aliza. She found that idol. I feel like she also just has such a good spot in her tribe right now where mm-hmm. she has, like, this whole scene where she, like, runs into every single person on her tribe. Everyone wants her. Like, Adam wants her in his alliance, um, the Coolant Bitch alliance. Then she's also, like, included this big threats alliance. And then she has, like, oh, ran into Ivy at Rick's. Oh, like, blah, blah, blah. I have this alliance with Shannon. Oh, I have an idol. Like, I feel like Aliza is absolutely mm-hmm. killing it on, on Tokidoki. Yeah, and yeah. not only having the idol, sure. she also has a Matthew's supernatural Matthew. idol sense in that she saw Dale's foot twitch, you know, foot twitch while they're talking about idols. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I think Dale has the idol. That's crazy. You know? I was like, what? Yeah. She, she picked up on a foot twitch and yeah. it was like, wow. That's actually, that's next level. Twitch. That is next level. <laughs> yeah, like, what, I'm whatever. Scared. I would be scared to. To play it with Aliza, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Yeah, Aliza's just like becoming like I feel like she had that she got this she got this like legend status in season three. Like after like I feel like ever since she had that like move with Devin where she like had those like whipped out those two like fake idols and the crazy thing, she got this like legend status, and it seems like it's like almost like too good to be true. But so far, she's like completely living up to the hype in this season, which I think is just mm-hmm. like insane. Like, oh yeah, yep. Um, what about Matthew Israel? Matthew is being faced with the premiere of season one, mm-hmm. which I would not want season two to be premiering while I was playing another game. I would not yeah. want that. Yeah, I, I feel like you would be fine, Sarah, <laughs> because I feel like you're you really. Because, like, you know, but the thing is, like, you really start, I mean, you play really well for, through the pre-merge, don't get me wrong, but I feel like, in, especially in the edit, you really, 
like skyrocket to the top in the post merge. Mm. So like in the pre merge, be like, yeah, like I was good. Like you know, I wasn't like super crazy or whatever. But like I had this good alliance. Whereas like even like me and if my if season right, two was right. playing for me, I feel like it's kind of the opposite for me. Like I had a really good post uh, pre merge, and then like my post merge was like I wasn't as visible or whatever. Mm. So like, but like in the pre merge, you see me finding two idols. You see me, you know, doing all this crazy shit. Right. Yeah. Like playing Maggie, playing us a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's the thing. Like, I feel like Sarah, you definitely wouldn't want like your final four move to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, like something that's shown as you're playing. Like, anytime you do something really, really good, like, oh, I found two idols or blah, blah, blah. I, like, anything that's going to make you look like a threat, I feel like you wouldn't want that to be airing. But, like, so I feel yeah. like your season airing while you're playing can be a good or bad thing, depending on like how how you did like i also think for matthew like i I definitely think that like the super fan thing can make him look like a a little bit threatening but i feel like at the same time like it can also be used in a good way in that like when he played he was really loyal to his main alliance and then he like didn't make Mm -hmm. the merge so he doesn't even seem like that big of a threat either like i think he said that something like that at tribal council or like yeah if you watch the season you see that i'm loyal to the Maison Six. He tries to like remake the. Re- he wants to remake the Maison Six, like, you know, with. Yeah. All that I love that by the way, where he was like, yeah, like you know, Dale is uh the Cam. Oh yeah. Lisa's the Brittany, minus the showman's. Mm-hmm. Minus the showman's. Why? Because because they're Jewish. Wow. <laughs> minus the showman's. <laughs> minus the showman's. Because of the super <laughs> obvious showman's between Matthew and Brittany in season one, obviously that all of us should have caught. There was like, no. There was not a showman. No, I was. feel like that wasn't the showman. <laughs> I feel like I remember one was little there? thing yeah. where like there's like a I feel like there's one episode where they were like talk someone's like Liz is talking about how like oh wow like Brittany and Matthew are always FaceTiming and talking about survivor strategy all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of mm-hmm. like jokes about it. But I feel like it's funny that like Matthew mentions it as if it's like some obvious thing that like all the fans should know about and I feel like it was pretty <laughs> pretty like minor like very like they do, though. barely yeah. alluded to in season one. Yeah, you don't know who who knows. Yeah, I feel like you make some Boston Rob and Amber references. In lore. You know. Mm, yeah. I appreciate all of Matthew's reference. He had Matthew had some great lines this episode. Like the Yeah. yeah hello. I'm uh ordering a casket for uh Adam Smolinski. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then that was, like, cut between uh, him saying that and then Adam being, like, I feel so good right now. Like, I'm controlling everyone's vote this week. <laughs> oh, Oh, Adam. That was good. Good editing. So you're either I the puppet like master or the puppet. Just... Bitch, I ain't no puppet. I, I will give him this in, in his performance in season four. He was definitely not anyone's puppet. Like, he was completely, like, doing his own thing. Um... I mean, but obviously we have a lot more Adam to talk about in this episode, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if anything, yeah. he was a puppet master. Who, yeah, he's his like, his he's... puppets got like all tangled up all the strings and then they came mm-hmm. and like attacked him. Mm-hmm. And, or like they, he yes. tricked on them and like fell onto the stage, yes. you know, and people started throwing tomatoes at him, you know. <laughs> he was like, he's kind of like Pinocchio. Like he was a, like, it's like a puppet, but kind of not. He has he his own ideas still, yeah. but like, I don't know. And they all came, all his puppets yeah. like turned against him. Yeah. <laughs> like he has all of Tokidoki on the, on the strings, but then they all like are like, wait a second. 
I don't I don't feel like doing that. That sounds um, like a horror movie. That's yeah. Why. I mean, this that's what it was. Episode three, <laughs> if I were Michigan, was a horror movie. Adam John Smolinski <laughs> being attacked by his own puppets. And you know who I feel like purposely makes his game into a horror movie? That's just like what he likes to do is Ben. <laughs> Ben's my favorite because he's so chaotic and I feel like he purposely mm-hmm. like he wants to create a horror movie narrative for himself. <laughs> it just like happens. <laughs> yeah, he just he can't have everything be too calm for a while. He needs a jump scare to come. Guys, if Ben were in a horror movie, what would he? What type of character would he be? He would definitely. I feel like he'd be the one with like the crazy ideas of like how to escape and how to be like and then a thousand would, like, steps ahead of the killer. <laughs> He's like ten thousand steps with the killer, but then somehow he like almost makes it to the end. But then he's like the last one who dies. I think that's what he is. The last, he's like, so, okay, okay. So he has all the ideas, yeah. but he's the one that dies just before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He, he's definitely the he's definitely the star, but maybe he's also of the movie, but maybe he's also like oh, definitely the star. He's like the one who along the way is like making all the little mistakes that allow the killer to keep killing. <laughs> like Ben's the one who's like, oh, let's let's all split up, guys. Okay, that's a good idea. And we'll and, we, and oh, okay, let's go, all go. <laughs> You know, this basement's a little dark, but you know what? I think there's nothing down here. Let's all go, guys. And then, you know, maybe other people die because of it. But then he just, he keeps on trucking forward. And then Nate's the one that's, like, vlogging the whole thing and making TikToks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nate would purposely try to, like, kill other people. Like, he would be, like, (laughs) to make sure he survives ahead of them. Yeah. He'd make, like, a funny video of the killer, like, killing the other person. Like, look how dumb this person was. They fucking do, do it for TikTok clout. Nader's gonna invade. It's like Nader's some like, pop star music playing in the background. Like, like just like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, so it seems like. Uh, I don't know. How, how did you feel about Ben at this point, Jack? Like, did you think anyone really. Like, trusted. I guess Katie is like his person, right? Mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I have that quote i think um about like if ben is like ben being the devil and if the devil is on my side or not and i think that's a, that's, mm. that's kind of exactly how i felt i feel like at this point in the game i even saw somebody i think in a youtube comment or something i think referred to this um like i really just i was really just kind of like wishy-washy at this point and i was just like really just kind of like i i feel like i almost like i was like I had a lot of relationships with people, but then, like, I was just, like, o- already getting, like, too paranoid, almost, and getting a little Wilson drum and being like, wait, is this the good relationship I want to have, or do I want to have this relationship? Do I want to, like, put more emphasis on this relationship? Do I want to trust this relationship? Is this a relationship I can, you know, just, like, I don't know. I feel like I almost, like, you know, at this point, just being, like, yeah, and that's kind of, and I, like, just really was just, like, unsure of how to feel about Ben, and, like, not knowing if I should trust him 100%, trust him, like, zero, so I was just kind of, like, um, yeah, really not sure of where I would be going forward at this point. Yeah. I feel like that definitely, like, speaks a lot to, like, how Ben was viewed in this game by, like, a lot of people, and that up until this point, like, he's trying really, really hard to, like, kind of, like, escape his past and, like, turn over a new leaf, I think. Like, 
he even said like, yeah, I want to like make a new alliance. I want to be loyal to that alliance. And like, I feel like it's tough because because of his baggage and like the Ben bomb, like nobody ever really feels like they can actually trust him though. Like, so I feel like I feel a little bad because I feel like Ben's constantly kind of like in not a super great spot. Like he's in the majority on El Norte, but like I feel like a lot of people in the game are skeptical of him. Like all of Tokidoki, like Dale's like, you know, I didn't know you before. Now I know you. Now you're done. Like his whole, you know, Godfather shtick over there. Like I feel like Ben has a lot of notoriety and it's not even because of anything he's done in season four. Like it's all just because of his previous season. So I feel like that's tough as a returnee to kind of yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what Ben really could have done differently than what he's done so far to like make himself seem less sketchy because he, you know, he hasn't done anything super sketchy yet, but he just has that. Well, like, he told Maybe not tell people about the Ben bomb, but I don't know. I, I guess, but I feel like they would have. Oh, he's ben, already told her tribe anyways. Yeah, They all would have known about it. I feel like yeah, the best that was actually a good move. That would have been like the yeah. first. That, yeah. That, yeah. At least he owned it. Like that would have been the first thing I, I told Camila and Megan. Me. You know, when our like when I went meeting. So even Tom early on, I would have been like, you know, ben, you know what Ben did, and then if especially if I tell <laughs> Tom like episode one, then everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Jack, you're doing pretty well. I feel like you're kind of in the middle of your tribe right now. And yeah. and like people don't really know how close no, you are to certain I'll... people. And it was definitely something that I was, you know, I, I definitely felt good about it. And I felt good about my place in the game for sure at this point. And just like, I knew I was, had all of these different relationships growing. I just wasn't sure which ones exactly I should keep growing, which ones I should be more wary of. You know, so I get, it's it's kind of like you know I'm comp- I was I'm, I was just kind of maybe complaining about my position, but it's, you know it's a good problem to have of being like oh I'm you know close to too many people you know like it's it's better than having like nobody want to work with me. You know? <laughs> this yeah. challenge was interesting because it was like two different parts and they were like kind of random. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the the I'm... thing is that it wasn't actually two different parts. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, was yeah there's three. a little bit of uh, movie magic in this challenge. Oh yeah, wait, I remember there was being an entire thir- okay. another segment of the challenge yeah. that was completely cut out that um, Tokidoki won. I mean, like, I will say this: like from the production side, this challenge, like, not not to point any fingers, um, <laughs> there's just a lot of things that went wrong, and I I will say this is probably one of the most chaotically produced challenges that like we ever had like there's just so many mm-hmm. I, obviously like season four like, tokidoki had a lot of qualms with it and then there's also like just just there's just a lot of yeah a lot of crazy stuff with this one that wait like, what was the third part that was cut out so it was what's that game called where you have to oh shoot it's like, this, flags. like it had to count to twenty one or something. Right. What was it? What? Oh, where you have to be the last one to get yes. to twenty one yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. twenty one yeah. flags from Thailand, I think. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. happened? So, the way the challenge was set up was, and, and you have to. There, there's three parts, and you need to win two out of three to win the challenge. The first part was the questions, which we all saw. 
and like the whatever guess what name those people put in your the right answer is in your tribe the second part was 21 flags so el norte won the first part tokidoki won the second part and then the tiebreaker was the puzzle the way it was edited was it to look like oh the puzzle is the second challenge and if you know if El Norte would have lost that, there would be a tiebreaker. But actually, Tokidoki won 21 flags, and the puzzle was the tiebreaker. And, like, I basically, it was just editing. Well, why'd you cut it out? I, Ian cut out the 21 flags because, basically, like, it just, like, wasn't good on TV and just wasted a lot of time. And, like, um, I think instead of showing that, he just, like, was like, okay, let's just cut to the puzzle part i think what i think how it went for the tiebreaker was that each tribe had to vote for who they thought the weakest member of the other tribe was so tokidoki voted for el voted for camila el norte <sighs> voted for shannon those oh, two people yeah. had to do the puzzle and then yeah i remember actually, that why didn't yeah. you include that part i don't know if that's it was interesting it's who they thought was like when yeah uh, that okay. is interesting no, really? But the, the part that was messed up was that... It's like they, they thought they wouldn't... Yeah. They didn't have an equal amount of puzzle pieces. You know how, like, each person had a certain number of puzzle what? pieces of the other person's puzzle? But Shannon had more of Camila's puzzle yeah. than Camila had of Shannon's puzzle. Like, Shannon had seven of Camila's what? pieces, but Camila only had six of Shannon's. So, like, there's no way you could actually trade Why? fairly. I think it was, like, a mistake. What? Like, Why did mistake. you just make it 7-7? Seven, seven? Oh, my God. And they didn't realize till the challenge was like already going. And that's where Tokidoki was all like, Shannon should have just hid one piece because Camila would have been able to notice that like, oh, she would have thought it was six to six. But Shannon just like gave Camila seven, traded seven pieces for six with Camila. Is, is that why they were, Tokidoki was so mad? I feel like they're also, they're mostly mad because of the, uh, the first part where like the questions seemed a little bit unfair, like, oh, who's who's yeah. married and like it was Eliza and not Dale, like stuff like that. Yeah. Dang. I don't know, Jack. Because what... Cat was so mad. Yeah, yeah. But when is she not mad? Cat's <laughs> Cat's always mad. Wait, also, Jack, do you want to explain the chant? There's all. That you, he was that you guys had coming into the challenge. The what, what was the whole deal? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I think I had just been to. Um, so my sister goes to school, or I guess went to school at um, LSU, and I had just been <laughs> like that past fall to an LSU football game. I think it was LSU Bama, and so they had this chant. Um, uh, you know. Who are we, Tigers? Who are or what? I can't remember. See, my memory is just like not good right now. I don't, Jack, why are can't you I remember okay? Things? I'm. I don't. Maybe I'm not. Moderna Mafia. I should have gotten the Pfizer. No, but basically, it's, you know, it's some. It's the dumb thing. You know, we're gonna kick their ass and beat the shit out of them or whatever. And I just thought it would be silly to have doing the challenge. And okay. I don't think. Is it because was it inspiration? It. Was it inspiration from Ohana when we marched into the? Steal the bacon challenge. Yeah, exactly. I wanted some intimidation, so I just thought, just do a vulgar college football chant. You know, that'll get us all really pumped up 
can get the other team angry. Because if you can get the other team angry at you, you know, they're more reliable to make mistakes, especially in like mental things. You know, if they're just kind of pissed off in general. So I think mm. we definitely, I mean, wh- whether it's because of us, probably not really, but, um, you know, Tokidofuki definitely left this challenge pissed off. So I'd say, you know, as a whole, the mission mm-hmm. was a success. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you definitely did seem to, I mean, I don't know whether or not the chant intimidated them. It definitely got in their heads a little bit because they all, the confessionals, like, that chant was so dumb, like, so annoying. Like, it seems like they were all just, like, annoyed by it. So, you know, got in their heads for sure. Exactly. They like, it's not, even, it not even a funny or rhymeful chant. Like, what, what even is that? <laughs> I went out. Okay, we should ask they're, Dale. What they're she talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. She has such a clever <laughs> brain, better than my brilliant <laughs> mind. So, so his forty, his forty-year-old matured mind with a wife, mm. the yeah. knowledge of marriage in there, the ultimate alliance. <laughs> yeah. The knowledge of having a no, child and raising them. Lisa the has a husband slash wife. Oh, you're Wait, right. guys, I thought it was so funny how the production production couldn't find Dale on Facebook. <laughs> like, that's such, like, an <laughs> old person thing. <laughs> Why do you? It's so bad. <laughs> well, did you check MySpace, assholes? <laughs> Dale's, like, famous on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Also, can we talk about how is Elisa, Elisa's what basically, is like, Facebook what kind of... Thing? Elisa, like, has so many secrets. Like, she's able to, like, detect idols just by seeing someone's foot twitch. She has, like, a secret, like, spouse that nobody knew about. Like, she had a secret <laughs> idol that nobody knows about. Like, how many secrets does Elisa have? I like, know. What, what exactly is going on here? <laughs> I think yeah. I might be married on Facebook. See, it's, it's, like, such a good secret well, that not even she knew it. Like, if you can keep a secret from yourself... <laughs> That's that's a big secret. You know, I feel like if like I, having, I could have used that skill in season two, if I could have kept the secret for myself <laughs> that I had two idols, then I wouldn't have told people. You Wait, know? that reminds and me. And I'd just maybe tell myself at a later point yeah. that I had two idols I needed it. Well, that reminds me of when Camila was like, that reminds me of when Camila was like, I don't even know where I stand with people sometimes or something like that, remember? Where she's looking for asking me how, I'm like, I don't even know sometimes. I forgot what she said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the best kind of secret is to have a secret with yourself. The best kind of inside joke <laughs> is an inside joke with yourself. I mean, I think that those are some of the main takeaways from season season four so far. Yeah, it's all about self empowerment. Yeah, exactly. Trust nobody, exactly. not even yourself. <laughs> so yeah, Camila wins it for El Norte. Do we want to talk about her game a little bit? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Camila, she has, I, I, that's the thing, I feel like we talked a lot about, like, how you've had a really good position in your tribe, Jack, and, like, Eliza and, like, Dale, and, like, these people playing pretty good games. Like, I feel like we haven't talked as much about, like, Camila's also playing, like, a very, very good game. Like, I would say out of all the new people on El Norte, like, she's definitely been playing the best game of them. Like, being in the middle of basically the entire tribe while 100%. also having, like, no target on her back. Like, I, th- I think that she's been playing a really underrated game so far. 
Yeah, and I think she's also a fan favorite, at least, I think. Because her confessionals are really good. Oh, yeah, she definitely... Yeah. She definitely reminds me a bit of, like... Yeah, she... she, The Levana kind of energy. But, like, definitely, like, with this more strategic... But, like, but but less... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like she's dangerous because she can almost, like, give off the Levana type of persona to other people. And, like, so they might not you know, realize she's that big of a threat. Right. You know? Because she can kind of just kind of seem like this, oh, ditzy, like, alpha (laughs) p-girl. And, like, really, she is really paying attention to what's going on, you know, making these strategic relationships. Even if, you know, maybe she isn't 100% Mm -hmm. sure of her feelings at all times, but, you know what? Neither am I. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like both of you put yourself in a good position in wet, and that you guys can it seems like there definitely is this like three kind of pairs like you and Camila, Ben and Katie, Nate and Megan. But like you guys definitely have, I mean, Megan shared the clue with you guys and like Megan and Nate like have this alliance with you. Ben mm-hmm. and Katie have this alliance with you. Like you and Camila are kind of in between these two p- other pairs and can kind of like take whatever way you want to go. Yeah, we're, we're playing both sides. So we always come out on top. Wow. Megan, like, Megan got the clue. I mean, good good for her. I, so like, I feel like I only got the clue because I didn't know the name of Camila's YouTube video from 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she was kind of insulted that she got the clue. Because she's I like, I don't want the other yeah. child to think I'm, like, at the bottom something yeah i mean i guess that's true they did choose tom because he they thought he was at the bottom in the first yeah episode. it's like, like you don't want to be insulted yeah, but then, also like it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing if they don't think you're a threat i don't know at least at this point yeah, i feel like megan also is like, be like oh my god like tom got it last episode and he just went and he went oh, right out does that yeah. mean i'm gonna be the next one out yeah you know it's like what do they know like do they know i'm gonna get voted out or something yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It was like I think it was Jackson, Matthew, and Adam who gave her the clue, and like she was like, "I feel like you guys just gave it to me because it looks like I'm on the bottom," and like they were they were not yeah. super convinced. And they were like, "No, no, of course not." <laughs> like I feel like it was, it was literally Jackson in like the most yeah. like sarcastic sounding voice, like, "What? No, <laughs> we didn't give you the clues. We thought you were on the bottom, Megan. Of course not." Give it to you because we thought you were on the top. <laughs> no, no, you could dominate the trap. Because we thought you were at the top. <laughs> Your guys' accent over here is so funny. <laughs> All right. Mm. Cheating scandal, which we kind of touched on already. Okay, so as production, this is like not shown, but like as production it's super hard to keep all the people in line and like figure out who's talking to who and making sure everyone's following the rules. And that's something that's probably like the biggest thing each season is like putting out fires when like someone accidentally did something they weren't supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. But I think this is the first time that we actually had to take someone's vote away. Right. Yeah. The first time there was ever like a punishment for breaking rules. Like usually it's just like, kind of like a reminder kind of thing like oh maybe they didn't understand the rules like maybe we should be more clear about it i think that like the reason that also like 
Cat ended up getting the penalty vote was, you know, to an extent to kind of send the message that like early that like, hey, we're not going to let people get away with, um, you know, getting information they shouldn't get. And I think the big part of it, too, is that Cat, like after we brought it up with Cat, she basically was like not apologetic and said like, no, I'm going to continue doing yeah. this. Like, yeah, she will so, not apologize. As a result, oh, I, I, I will not guy. apologize to yeah. Shane. You know, no. she will I will go apologize. out there. I will, I will talk to people who are voted out, and I will not apologize for it. I'm going to continue to do it. <laughs> and, like, what I will say, too, is, like, I kind of think that the part of, like, the background for all this was the fact that, like, the previous challenge had been, like, kind of a, a little bit disorganized like production had made a few mistakes and things like oh the puzzle pieces weren't counted correctly and like oh some of the questions were like the incorrect thing like you know for the quiz and i feel like tokidoki at that point they basically as a tribe after they lost were like wow like we don't i think there's a there's kind of this attitude going that like oh the producers don't completely know what they're doing like so screw them oh, like cat kind of yeah. had this more defined like lack of respect which is like you can even see it a little bit like they're i obviously it did, i don't think that like it was a major thing throughout the entire game but you can even see it tribal council like cat kind of was a snappy with cooper like cooper called matt he's like called him matt he's like it's matthew like there was just kind of this like a little bit of like oh yeah between like tokidoki <laughs> and production because i think that like kind of like set the scene was the previous challenge and then like obviously cat's penalty vote like was another thing that happened that we kind of in the same theme so yeah i don't know i'm curious what do you guys think about like cat's cheating like is that something do you think that, she, that like that person deserves to get she should have been voted off for that at that tribal council from like a strictly like strategic point i don't really know how i would feel about it because i feel like on one hand um that could be an easy thing to kind of like band together people if you want an easy vote and be like hey like you know she could easily do this again blah, blah. but also right. it kind of already almost like makes her like really not liked especially like any other tribe's mind so i don't know if you want to maybe bring her to the merge and kind of as almost kind of like a like in a weird way kind of like a meat shield like oh yeah we can get rid of cat because you know we'll agree with you guys like that was unfair what you did so yeah we can vote her off or even just like as a goat you could like bring to the end like and if you're sitting next to her be like oh she like literally got like an unfair advantage um like really in the game so like i feel like there's like i would almost kind of like just speaking like strictly strategically not really like morally or like is this the right thing to do i feel like it would it probably would make sense to keep cat around in the game for like to use for some reason just as like I guess I'm always kind of the type of person to, like, look for those scapegoatable things. Like, that's why, like, I was, you know, like, with Ben, I'm always going to have, like, that Ben bomb and stuff in the back of my mind of, like, oh, this is something I can throw out against him. And just, you know, just having, like, those little pieces of information yeah. to use to get a vote to go your way. I feel like, I don't know, there's something that I would kind of think about. Yeah. I do want to say to... I mean, we didn't, I don't think we even really touched on Adam much this episode. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. obviously this is Adam's boot episode. Uh, he, I mean, what do you guys think about like his, the way he played this week? Uh, who did he want out again? Shannon. 
and he had this oh. big whiteboard. With yeah, like- so that's the issue. The issue is that by targeting Shannon, Shannon's like really close to Dale, who's close to a lot of people. Um, so it's she's kind of a hard person to target. Mm-hmm. And I think the other people did a good job of making him feel like he was kind of in control. And yeah. they did, he didn't like he just didn't realize that like nobody was really telling him the truth, which I guess is how blindsides go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Probably it's like a hard wasn't. position. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Sam. No, you go ahead, Jack. I was just gonna say, like, I, I it's a really hard um, position to be in because, like, part of me wants to be like, oh, you know, it's it's really important to like read the room and like know how people feel about certain people. But if like people just keep feeding you bullshit and every single person you talk to is feeding you bullshit, it gets hard, especially like when you're like this is the first vote, you don't really have a good feel on these other people, so you can't really know like, oh, this person's acting weird or they're maybe not telling the truth because you don't really know this person. So like, you might you like i like i completely understand why he feels so good about it because that's everything that he's hearing it seems to be pointing in the direction of it being shannon right yeah yeah i mean i think it definitely was not great to tell dale that he wants to get strong players out oh yeah (laughs) because dale's like one of the strongest yeah yeah and then the whole thing where he like where, like, Meth Matthew, where he could have, like, probably bonded with Matthew over being a super fan. I think Matthew even said that, like, you know, him and Ivy had this whole conversation about, like, yeah, Matt, like, Adam's on the Survivor subreddit, but he's pretending, like, he's barely watched the show, like, and, like, not only does that make him look sketchy, but Matt's like, yeah, like, that's also something where, like, we probably could have bonded over being super fans, but instead, like, you kind of right. just, like, lied about how much, like, in this whole, in, you know, first episode, like, uh, I think I've seen, like, Mike Micronesia? <laughs> We're trying to put the puzzle together. Mm, we have yeah. some missing pieces that someone else has. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder who we can get on to help us complete that puzzle. Adam, what's been going on with you these days? How's Literally, life been? Nothing much. I am a bored and tired and exhausted homosexual. Um, (laughs) Just finishing up the last few weeks of college before I graduate, you know, trying to get some jobs, some internships, anything Mm. to hold me over. (laughs) Classic. Are you in Michigan right now? Like in in Ann Arbor? Yeah, I'm living in Ann Arbor right now. Uh, So just just vibing. (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, we were talking about how... We're trying to put the puzzle pieces together of this episode, but you have some of the missing pieces that we need. <laughs> I don't know if I, I would say I have the missing pieces, especially because I remember when Sam started like trying to figure out what what happened in season four. And he was like, do you do you remember when Cool Mint Bitch formed? <laughs> I, had to, I had to sit there for a little bit and just be like, <laughs> when did that form? <laughs> Why did that form? And can we forget about it for me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I will say Coolman Bitch is definitely the most like interesting thing that happened on Tokidoki in his first couple of episodes. Yeah, like, it, it honestly was. Yeah. And that's an it's all-time so great alliance name. It right is. There. I 
that alliance name will haunt me for the rest of the rest of the day. Haunt jewel you. jewel pods, mint jewel pods haunt me for the rest of my life. I that entire alliance was just you, like the audience didn't see it, but literally just an hour of just cringy smiles and <laughs> cringy awkward side talk. And maybe I think about 45 minutes of Kat telling us about her life. Like even in the meeting, I knew the vibes were just gross and off. <laughs> but you know what? Steam train, we just continued on. We're like, next station, let's go. Yeah, you four are very different people. Looks super different. <laughs> yeah, like I just like I don't even know what I was thinking, honestly. Like the only one I vibed with was Kat, and that's because she was like she would talk about drag race and how she loved mm. about love drag mm-hmm. and love drag race, and she would do like drag herself. So that's the only reason we like connected but other than that that was literally my first time meeting jackson and elisa aside from the challenges (laughs) so like i don't know what i was thinking the the best alliance ever like all of us are going to offer different things and like honestly even as as a person watching it like as a producer and whatever as like a audience member like that we're always like that's an iconic alliance i mean i cannot deny that that, that's a an iconic alliance but yeah definitely uh it was very very different personalities in there that i mean cat definitely i think we saw in the first few episodes like rub some people the wrong way but like i don't know i thought that i i, I love every single scene of you four together is just like it's just like hilarious like i just it was it was it was worth it for the tv it was worth it for the tv I think the better meeting that didn't get shown was the oh, meeting yeah. where we were like, all right, let's figure out who to vote after the third, um, the third challenge. And it's just Eliza and Jackson and Kat just like kind of vibing. And I storm in like all angry. I'm like, this is bullshit. We shouldn't have lost. What are we going to do? Like trying to be like this, like <laughs> just so upset and like trying to match the vibes of everyone. Cause it really felt like the entire tribe was just so, upset with the challenge and i was just like i don't care like it's like we lost <laughs> but like i'm not gonna go around being pissy about it so i was just trying to like play Fit towards in. everyone and be like yeah like like everyone's so upset i'll be upset too <laughs> it, it was just like that meeting was worse than the second meeting i think while the first meeting had like awkward cringy smiles and like that gross ass video the second one was literally just like silence and like Dang. Jackson and Eliza, like looking around, just constantly like being like, "Who's gonna tell this kid?" Um, so I think we should have shown more of the second meeting, just because it was like mm. funnier. But it yeah. didn't really have that much like knowledge. Adam, so what made you end up targeting Shannon? So like my entire thing was that Shannon must be on the bottom of the tribe. Because literally no one talks about Shannon and Shannon's like always busy and always late to things. Mm, So I was like, just based on her time commitment alone or what I thought like was her time commitment, I just was like, okay, well, Shannon's easy out. Especially after she fucked up the puzzle. I was like, Shannon's easy out. No no issue. Mm -hmm. Of course, that still led to me like freaking out and having panic attacks at like two in the morning over it. Uh, But it was just like, like no one was talking about Shannon at least to me, like, at all. So I was, like, very surprised, like, watching the footage back and learning, like, she was close with Dale. She was close mm-hmm. with, like, 
I guess, Eliza. Like, she was, like, doing a really good social game, which I really didn't, like, see in my one meeting, like, with her. But I literally only had, like, one meeting with, like, each person on my tribe in three weeks. So I was, like, probably why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. And then, like, I guess another another question, not to not to keep uh, going on the cool mint bitch thing over and over, mm-hmm. but so I mean, like, I mean, it, it does beg asking because one of the one of the things that I think um, some of the people were criticizing in the second episode was, you know, making alliance without having everybody in alliance talk with each other beforehand. Like, and I think the big thing is, you know, Cat was somebody that um, specifically like Lisa and Jackson weren't as cool with working with, like. Did you, what was the, like, what, what, I guess what exactly happened there? Like, did you just kind of like think that mate, that like cat was, they were like more cool with cat than they were like, they didn't really, didn't really like, like what was the kind of the thinking there? Like, all right. So at the time I know my like Chiron or whatever the fuck it is. Um, can I swear? Yeah. Go for All right, it. Cool. My Chiron uh, said like super fan or whatever, but I literally had only yeah. seen like four seasons at that point. <laughs> it's like like the pat- previous two years, like it was like Korong to like Ghost Island or something that I saw. Mm-hmm. And then even then I like took like a break in between that. Like I didn't see any Survivor up until Edge of Extinction aired during the seasons, like, uh, like when we started playing. So I was like, yeah, I'm a super fan. I know all this Survivor trivia because I watch like Peridium on YouTube and I like read the wiki and shit like that. But I don't have time to watch full seasons. But I was a super fan. So like I knew what Survivor was and I've like thought about it in an analytical light before because I used to have to like analyze it for a psychology class in high school. So I was like, all right, how do you win Survivor? Well, step one, like be nice and be sociable. And I was like, you know, with what I thought people were going to bring to the table at a college survivor, I thought I was doing pretty good. Like I thought everyone's going to be like, ah, this is like such a stupid, silly little thing. I'm not going to like, no one's going to actually put that much effort into it. Um, I was wrong. Uh, everyone's a crackhead. <laughs> and I just didn't match that crackhead energy. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, all right, be sociable, check you know, at the time I thought it was a check. And the next thing I was like, I need an alliance. So I knew that like, by the end of week two, I was like, I don't have an alliance. Or maybe it was like the end beginning of week two. I was like, I don't have an alliance. And it's the beginning of week two. And I'm not really hearing from anyone. Like, I think I talked to only like Kat and maybe Ivy in that first week. And like, that's it. And I'm like the type of person where I'm used to like people coming to me um, to talk to me, not to like sound like egotistical, <laughs> but but no one was coming and talking to right. me, so I started like freaking out, and I was like, oh shit, I guess like I'm not doing as good as I thought I was. I don't have an alliance at the beginning of week two, and I need an alliance to get through the next few weeks. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do an alliance. I'm gonna gonna form it with people who I think would do well, and hopefully this premise of cool mint bitch will drive the alliance and like get people to like like it. I didn't think Kat was going to be the catalyst for like everyone being so, cause like I was like catalyst. looking back at the episodes, they were like, uh, Jackson and Melissa were like, all right, cool. Like Jackson and Melissa will be there. Or like Elisa will be there. And they're like, oh cool. Jackson will be there. But they heard, then they saw Kat and they instantly were like, 
so I'm just like, damn, if I knew some Cali girl, ROTC Cali girl was going to be like one of the catalysts for my game just imploding, I don't, I don't know what I would have told you. Like, that's just wild to me that they hated Kat that much. Yeah, going back to, like, the thinking you're a super fan, I feel like that happens to a lot of people where they think they're a super fan, but then they meet the people in Survivor Michigan, and then we're like, shoot, you're mm-hmm. actually not a super fan. <laughs> yeah, I'd seen, like, one season where I thought I was, like, really knowledgeable. I remember talking with Sam during, uh, when we were doing that tofu eating challenge, and him being like, you being like, um, like, oh my gosh, like, do you remember when this happened? And I was like, oh no, I haven't seen that season yet. I'm like, oh, what about that too? Like, oh my god, you like this person? I'm like, oh. and I, no, I haven't seen that one yet either. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen like maybe like eight or nine seasons. I think yeah. I'm a super fan. But which I feel like is still like way more than like the average person that like you know on the street. Like, how many seasons of Survivor have they seen? Um, but I, also, Adam, I, I I just feel like. I keep going. To, I, I keep going back to how funny it was. I, I love so much. Like that first episode. Like, and, and we went in the first room, and you're like purposefully mispronounced Micronesia. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I've seen like my, my, micro Micronesia. <laughs> like the fact that I like, haven't seen that footage yet, but I I've been told that multiple times in the past few weeks, and I just I gotta go back and watch that footage because I have no idea. <laughs> what anyone is talking about but it sounds like something i would do honestly <laughs> uh, also do you want to talk about how yeah. you were i'm you were the one that made the rough cuts for episodes two and three yeah that was the worst experience of my life <laughs> never <laughs> let me do that again it that was so was, good yeah oh no like i think the, i think they both turned out great and ian like especially with the rough shape that I left like episode three in because like news turns out editing your go home episode when people talk shit about you, mm. not, not the best mentally, yeah. um, especially when you're staring at it for hours and hours. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we play in the same clip. The amount yeah, of times I listened to Jackson yeah. being like, Oh, Adam it thinks he's just a mastermind and no one wants to work with him and Aww. he's like an asshole or like he's like just dumb and I was like, Oh, Jackson, Aww. you're so right, but I don't need to hear it. <laughs> um <laughs> Jackson, you can insult yeah. me. You're lucky so you're so high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, yeah, I feel like if I edited my like go home episode in like in season two, it would just be the entire time of just people being like, oh my gosh, I love Jack so much. He's so cool. And then also not get voted off and everybody be like, wait, what happened? I'd be like, yeah, no, everybody just only said nice things about me. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I couldn't find a single nice thing. So <laughs> Dale, Dale had a line was like, hey, I like the I kid, think- you know, it's sad. I like the kid, but uh, he's buried his own, dug his own grave. He's oh like, yeah. That's true. Dale and I did bond our one meeting, but I don't know. I just, I, I went into that game. As soon as I saw Dale, I was like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to align with Dale. I don't want to associate with Dale. Why? Uh, because I instantly was like, Dale, Dale is going to like, he has a wife. He has a wife and he's <laughs> married and he's so charismatic. And I'm just like, this guy looks like he's so good at this game. And then when we were talking about it and he was like, yeah, I almost got cast on the real survivor. And he was telling me about his experience. I'm like, this guy is just so crazy good at this game. And I'm just like, 
who I like, I cannot get wrapped up in Daddy Dale's charm. Because if I will, <laughs> I will just stay there for the rest of the game. And I don't want that. And I was really hoping that everyone around me would also be like, let's go after the older guy because mm. like, fuck. Um, but like, I don't know, man. It's just that Dale, the Dale card really tripped me up too. Um, Wait, so why did you why did you tell him that you wanted to go for the strong players? <laughs> yeah, so my I all right. So it sounds stupid like on camera, but my logic was if I tell Dale that I don't want or that I want to go for the big players, then like that tells him that like I don't think he's uh, a big player and yeah. therefore he should work with me because I won't yeah. want to like get him out. Because why would I tell like a big yeah. threat? that mm -hmm. i would want to get them like want to get them out yeah like that's stupid like i was playing like a like an imaginary chess game meanwhile dale was just like logic <laughs> i feel like with people like dale's philosophy is just he's gonna be like i'm obviously the biggest threat like you know what i'm this guy 30 year old coming to this game i'm in ross business school so obviously when he's talking about threats he's gonna meet me. <laughs> so you know what i need, I need to get his ass out of here Dude, who you think you're talking to? The biggest threat in the that's game. Kind of like my macho version of that. Uh, yeah. Adam, do you think you would have done better on El Norte? Yes, one million percent. <laughs> I don't know. Like, y'all really saw my gay ass in the interviews and on like the application. You're like, you know what? Put him with Matthew Israel. <laughs> Mr. Jackson, who is <laughs> the most attractive man I have ever seen and in law school and probably very intimidating, at least from my perception, and a 38-year-old married man, <laughs> he'll do really well with the bro energy. I just don't understand, mm -hmm. like, the logic in that. Mm. Like, like, we were talking on the live reality game show podcast, like, Camilla and I should have been switched. <laughs> like that's that's so that's the proper universe I that see I would it. like to live yeah, in. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Because I would have flirted with Ben. I would have flirted with <laughs> Nate. Nate and I actually had a class literally like together while this what? season was what airing. Whoa. So that would work great. <laughs> yeah. Jack, would you have worked with Adam? I think I think definitely I could see us working together. <laughs> I would work with you. Like especially especially if Camilla is on Camilla is on the other tribe mm -hmm. and like because I feel like Camilla like you know very quickly became like my number one person. Like I feel like I definitely like I I, I it's impossible to say but I can definitely see us working together. Yeah, I can definitely see that working out. And even if you would have flirted with Jack, you would have been totally fine with it because mm. you know the same thing happened on El Norte. Yeah. Mhm. Mm it could have been number it could have been just Camilla. Jack and I should yeah, have just yeah. been the final two. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody on Survivor that you look like. Because I know I had that confession of, like, you know, somebody flirting with me who looks like Amanda Kimmel. You know, I have somebody flirting with me who looks like... Okay, Adam definitely looks like a lot. Who's the at? Who do you look like? Who's your Survivor doppelganger? I know, I'm trying to think of a good one. He definitely has one. Mm -hmm. Come on, Sam, you're, like, the expert. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're the super fan. I've been told I act a lot like Adam Klein before, which uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I mean, he won. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah a guy like Adam Klein flirts me. <laughs> yeah. No, and me and Adam are besties, you know. Adam oh, Klein yeah. are the besties on Instagram. Yeah. You know, he sent me 
the video in season two. Yeah, well, then I'll take it. I'll be Adam Klein just to be Jack Spicy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you but were to really, read, really see the, like, that means you win the season. Actually, you cut. You guys kind of have similar hair. Yeah. He kind of has that hair. It's like curly, right? Or is it straight? Yeah, it's it's definitely curly. curly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll take it. Adam Klein. No, and I feel like it's similar energy of, you know, trying to not get, like, the idol for, like, from Tribal that Adam McLean does in Winners oh of War. I can so see you doing that. You know, it's a similar, you know. The the cracked out uh, super fan who doesn't really know a lot of the game, but likes to think mm-hmm. he does. <laughs> Honestly, I can also. Exactly. Exactly. I can also see, like, Tom as being the Adam and that, like, the lemon juice on the clue is kind of, like, the... Mm-hmm. Like, no, Tom is that totally one guy. No, Tom's that guy. Remember the guy who like dumped the rice out and then was like the first one out. He like dumped all the rice out to see if there was a clue. Oh, Jonathan oh. Penner. Yes, Just Jonathan. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I put it in a sock. You put it in a sock, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's oh, a very Tom God. thing to do. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Jacob Derwin. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Yes. Legend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jacob Derwin, yeah. Adam, um, if you were to play season four again, what would you do differently? I would instantly um, disassociate every relationship I had with Kat. Um, <laughs> I love Kat so much. Love of my life. She hasn't talked to me in two years, but I would literally <laughs> jump in a car, for, jump in front of a car for her. Um, that's just the impact Kat has had on my life. <laughs> That being said, I would I would honestly like try to cultivate my relationship with like Ivy and um, Matthew more because mm-hmm. like I was like reading through like the summaries of like the first three weeks and there's like they both really liked me and both really wanted to work mm-hmm. with me like the first okay. week so I was like I don't know why I never saw it especially because Ivy and I had mutual friends like her uh, friend who is actually like the roommate of Brie like from season two um mm. like like I went to high school with her um oh dang and then and then I also sort of knew Ben because I met him at a party literally the night before the season started I also met like all Whoa. of production at that party too like Cooper Aaron Nick Bree um oh god who else like basically that entire group it was so funny to just be like yeah, these are the people who I've been like talking to like professionally about this game for like the yeah. past few weeks, like during the application <laughs> process. And now I see like Cooper laying on a couch and like <laughs> Ben walks up to me drunk. He's like, You playing Survivor tomorrow? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, Talk to me tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't hilarious. even like, like a survivor party either. It was like middle school prom for like the theater kids. <laughs> that I randomly got invited to like this is this is way too much for me like the next 24 hours like meeting survivor people at a party where everyone's dressed like they're 12 years old and now I'm gonna like see them tomorrow and I have to act like I like like (laughs) respect them (laughs) I'm pretty sure tokidoki and respecting production are two different like ideas oh my god I'm getting flashbacks Mm -hmm. yeah there were multiple times I apologized in my confessional. It was just being like, production, I'm so sorry. They're being so mean to you. I appreciate <laughs> you, though. Yeah. Aw. 
Good stuff. Even though you were trying to be the badass in your meetings, like, uh -huh. oh yeah, fuck production. <laughs> we all hate them, don't we? Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do to fit. You know, <laughs> I true. I was straight for sixty mm, no, years I of my life it. to fit. You gotta it, make you know? the connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, another question. So, going into tribal, like, what? How did? Like you, I, I obviously it was a blind side when you went home. Like walk me through how that felt and what how that rest of that night was for you. Oh my god, it's so funny because I just got like the reminder, like the Snapchat, uh, like two years ago this happened thing, mm. uh, and it was like I literally oh, just yeah. like sat in the dark and the new Billie Eilish album came out so I listened <laughs> to that on repeat and I was like coloring and I was like posting sad shit on my snapchat story because I added all of my teammates on snapchat so I wanted them to feel bad about it. So like, you know just keep breathing everything's gonna be okay oh look at me poor sad homosexual you did this <laughs> like so dramatic. Like, I was just trying to like be dramatic I'm and like bad guys. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and that needs to be my new cut rod. I want that. Go back in the episode and fix it. Bad guy. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, I was just trying to like gain sympathy <laughs> from my Snapchat. I was sad. It, it sucked. You know, especially because I was like really like like my heart was very into it. My head not mm -hmm. so much. Um and I think that's just because too I was like not on campus all the time. Like I was traveling back and forth like every weekend to go work at home. So mm -hmm. it'd be like five days on campus and that's when like I was doing school and then I would work on the weekends and missing like parties and like other times where I could like you know go talk to people um so my mind just wasn't like in the game but my heart was in the game and I really just wanted to like play a game whether it was a game that was completely made up in my head or like anything that was actually going to take me somewhere so yeah yeah, I feel like weekends are pretty brutal to miss out on for College Survivor. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of shit that, like, will go down on weekends. Like, that's a time where, like, you can kind of focus on the game and, like, or that's a time where you can look for idols all day or, you know, because you don't have any classes or just, like, focus on, like, you know, talking with people. Or you're, like, going to, like, you know, the parties or whatever, you know, social game people, going to metal frat parties. Like in the episode, you know, just stuff like that. Like, I feel like that definitely is 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 rough to come back from. Yeah, without, you know, like ha not having not being able to be there for weekends. Yeah, I mean, I will say, Adam. Like, even though, um, it didn't the game didn't go the way you wanted it to. You definitely made the first couple episodes very, very entertaining on Tokidoki. Like, I just, the, the pure amount of, like, one-liners and drama that you caused was incredible. That's all I wanted to do. I, I'm an attention whore at heart. 
<laughs> and I love Survivor, so I was like, perfect. This is great. I'll get YouTube, internet stardom. <laughs> I got some hot dad to call me attractive on Twitter. You know, so I'll take it. Worth it. <laughs> Worth Amazing. the trauma. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for inviting me, giving me more attention. Eating <laughs> my ego. You should really stop that. Don't do that. Are you a Leo? <laughs> no, I'm a Pisces. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm throwing it back to the Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else for Adam? think i'm good i mean adam do you have any other you know last thoughts any other thing thoughts you want to go off your chest about the season no if you're gay and single my twitter <laughs> is attached to survivor michigan all over the place so go find me <laughs> hit him up <laughs> yeah hit me up i'm not i don't have shame <laughs> i love that i love it <laughs> all right thanks adam yeah Thanks so much for coming on. So good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. I love Adam. He's so funny. He I is. would actually definitely align with him. Yeah. Literally. So sad that he went out so early. I, uh, it's just like so, it's so, it's so hard for me to see Tom and Adam go back to back like mm -hmm. that. When both of them are like such big fans I of the game know. and wanted to be there so bad. Like you could just see that both of them are so crushed, like when they were voted off too. It's like mm -hmm. it's like if Austin had been like the second boot. Oh yeah. That would have mm -hmm. been so sad. Been yeah. Yeah. So like I mean honestly it's it's interesting too how like I honestly do see a little a few parallels and like Tom and Adam and the way they played their games and their tribes of just like being that super fan who really is excited to play, but just like maybe hits the ground running a little bit too hard and like gets that target mm -hmm. in their back. Um, and then, you know, gets blindsided and is devastated afterwards. Like it is kind of fun, interesting how many parallels the two of them had. Yeah. yeah, I think it was really interesting how he talked about like how much he went into the game, like with like this plan and just kind of like laying out everything about like what he was going to do. You know, I feel like kind of like Tom, like Tom really just had, like really just wanted to hit the ground running, like you said, and just like knew exactly what he, like he wanted to talk to everybody, but also like, he was looking so forward, like ahead to the future, he's like, oh, Jack's this huge threat, like, but I also want to plant these seeds, you know, I think they're both kind of, you know, they have all these things kind of like set out that they want to do, and then they're just like, you know, comp almost kind of like compressing like multiple stuff into like one game week you know when it's maybe stuff that should be i don't know laid out more and yeah and yeah. Just, you know maybe thinking and like that whole thing with dale about you know thinking on like too many levels like i feel like that's a classic like time of thinking like oh i'm actually gonna say this to make him think mm -hmm. that if he it's because he's not a threat because really i think that he is a threat but i want him to think i'm not a threat so i'm gonna tell him that i won't take out the threats and really it's just gonna be like you know yeah you gotta take those things at base level you know and be like oh yeah you know tell somebody who's obviously like the most threatening player like who's not a attorney you know this 30 year old man like mm -hmm. like obviously he's gonna take that in a different you know in a different way yeah i do think if we're comparing tom and adam though i think tom did more overplaying whereas adam just aligned with like the wrong people like like he, yeah. he was saying if he had maybe formed it with ivy matthew like cats or someone
Uh, like that maybe could have yeah. looked better. Whereas Tom really, like, I feel like you guys would have kept Tom around longer if he was more chill. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. I mean, that's true. I I do also think, I don't want to I don't want to underestimate the amount of like control though that like Dale and Shannon, like and like even in Jackson Elise, like kind of like these big threats had in the tribe early. Like I do think that like Adam had a tough draw on this tribe. Like I feel like if he would have thrown Cat under the bus a little bit, then he probably could have outlasted her. Like, if he would have just, like, mm. kind of stuck with yeah, Matthew and, like, Ivy. Like, I don't necessarily know if he would have been he able to, He really like, liked Cat. <laughs> he did, though, which is tough, because, like, honestly, I, I'll i be honest, I, I kind of feel like people are a little bit too hard on Cat. Like, I mean, she's definitely a pretty, like, controversial, like, abrasive player, but, like, I don't know. Man, I, actually, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say to be honest though, at the same time, like, I feel like she was not, she just like kind of had played herself into a pretty bad situation socially in the tribe. And like, yeah, kind of aligning with that person is just not, it's just kind of like strategic suicide to an extent. Like if you're kind of attaching yourself to the person that like everyone in the tribe hates, then it's kind of like, that's on you yeah. a little bit. Which is tough, though, because if you really connect with that person, like, I can see where Adam's coming from, and, like, well, they really felt like they connected and, and like, liked each other, then, like, you don't want to dish that person. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I was just kind of thinking about it more. I think Adam had kind of, like, a weird combination of playing too slow and too fast at the same time. You know, because, like he said, like he only met with some of these people like one time. Like, at least Tom was constantly calling and FaceTiming these people and wanting to meet up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like True. Adam kind of went, wanted to go like super hard, almost like maybe like strategically, but not as much socially. I don't know if that clearly makes sense. I'm just kind of thinking about this right now, but. Mm, no, like, that I, makes sense. And I feel like he almost that kind of, and like him talking about um, in our interview, kind of like just being like, oh, I'm going to be the only one who's really going to be playing the super hard. Like, I feel like he almost kind of like thought that he could come into the game and play almost just like at a, like, like and everybody else is going to be playing at like a Borneo level and he could just come in and be like, all right, we're going to have this alliance and the alliance is going to be able to control the votes and this is what I think the alliance is going to be. Whereas like, he didn't realize that everybody else is like, like you said, a crackhead and they're going to be thinking about, oh my God, this like all these strategic moves and like, I got to make good socially with this person. Like even people, yeah, who like aren't even super big Survivor fans, I feel like kind of... Like, I feel like we cast people for the show who um, want to, like, they compete really hard. Even if they're not super familiar with Survivor, they're going to, like, dive fully into it. And he right. just wasn't really prepared for that. Competitive. This next segment here, um, I was realizing, you know, I guess we haven't really explained what we were doing in these segments. For those of you who maybe uh, this is your first season listening to this podcast, one of the things that we always do after interviewing the player who's voted off Let's give them a little eulogy, basically talk about their game, what went wrong, kind of what the overall, you know, what overall thoughts in their game. The next thing we do is we basically compare that player to all the other players that got the same placement in the other seasons. So if you if you haven't watched the other seasons and you don't want the spoilers, you know, you can skip this, even though, let's be honest, if you're watching season four, you're going to be getting a bunch of spoilers anyways. But mm -hmm. what yeah. we do is we try to rank them against, you know, Adam got 14th place. So who got 14th place in season three, season two, and season one? And how does Adam compare, like, in his, how does his game compare to their games? And we like to think, like, the way we measure it is, like, if we were to run the game, like, a hundred times, 
who would come out like uh, in a better placement each time. Mm-hmm. So for 14th place, we have Kevin from season two, uh, Sarah Minnis from season three, and Jess from season one. And that's the order that we have them ranked right now. I think Adam's definitely above Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jess in season one, for yeah, those of you who don't remember. Jess just didn't really try. Yeah. yeah. Her big and like, thing, it was also like, not that entertaining. No. I mean, her thing was like, I remember she was late to the first challenge because she was at her brother's football game. And then she mm-hmm. just didn't do much after that. That's all I really remember about her. Well, she didn't want to apologize for it. <laughs> Exactly. She oh. gave us that one-liner, though. Yeah, I'm that's been that. used a lot true. in KYTO. True. She so did. We thank you for that. <laughs> it's been used a lot. Yeah. If we ever say a line that doesn't make any sense to you guys, then you can pretty much assume that it comes from a previous, yeah. some, from one, some one-liner that a player said. Season inside joke. Yeah. Some yeah. one-liner that like, wasn't, like, nobody else really remembered. <laughs> like, not memorable at all, but like just what we picked up on. <laughs> We just somehow really we we really picked it up and just yeah. ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do we think he stacks up against mm. Minus? Ooh, this actually is tough for me. Sarah yeah, Minus is tough for me too. So if I remember correctly, on season three, she was on Tafiti, and she kind of like was. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember there kind of being these two trios, wasn't it? Kind of like. Yeah, Dylan, Sarah, Dylan and Cassie, and Cassie, and then Chloe, Cassie. Brady. Yeah. No, no, no. There was two pairs. It was like Brady and Chloe, Sarah Menis and Dylan, and Cassie was kind of in between the two of them. Yeah. And I think that yeah, like yeah, Sarah right. had done right. a mm-hmm. decent yep. job of like yeah, but she also had that whole thing where she spilled like a bunch of information at that at that party and kind of like got Chloe mad at her. And then she ended up going home in that crazy tribal council where Aliza and Devin had those fake idols. I feel like oh, Sarah yeah. didn't make any... She did... She went... The way she went out was kind of like... She shouldn't have gone home that tribal council. Like, it... Like, they had... Yeah, like, it wasn't like she did anything wrong. No. And she... Yeah. I mean, she had... An idol was played on Aliza yeah. correctly. And but also, like, Kevin's ranked first, and he kind of messed up that week. That's also right? true. I mean, yeah, I don't both of them made mistakes. Kevin messed up. Yeah. Well, I think the reasoning was, like, for Kevin, he did at, He had a lot. He had complete control of the original Cerulean tribe. Like, he was the one that basically mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Daniel. That's made him, he basically was in power with Bailey. Idol. He found the idol. He had this cross-track thing with Sarah. Like, he made some mistakes and, like, put a big yeah, card on his back. But he did, like, at least have a lot of power and influence in, like, the beginning stages of the game. Like, the swap kind yeah. of screwed him. Like, the whole... I think I would put Kevin... Him. Yeah. I think I would still put him first. I think it's just between Minus and Adam for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, I guess I feel like through our... Criteria of um, running the same season again and again, like I, I don't know. I just I do find it kind of hard to see Adam with like his mentality going into the game and with his you know situation of having to go home on weekends. Like, I don't know. Like maybe maybe if True. like I I don't 
know how in depth we get into the exact minutia of our criteria and everything, but like maybe if he was on El Norte, he could have made made it further and like you know if in these mm. hypothetical scenarios where me and him aligned or like you know he has better alliances or like if he chooses not to align with Cat. I don't know. It's really hard to say, but at the same time, like I feel like the situation, like the circumstances for him weren't like the best in a few different ways like going into the season so like i don't know how much like just taking into account his like going into this season that may be him looking back at this season if we're rerunning the simulations and they have past memory i don't know we can get really tinkered taylor in our exact details of how this thing works but i I just feel like I, i find it hard that this like you know where like how he was thinking about the game and stuff i feel like i it's hard for me to see him really going that far yeah. in menace i feel like i could definitely see going further from one for like weird freak things like kind of what happened like we were saying. oh for sure that's true yeah i think i definitely feel like the if you're ever just looking at like this the version of that player that like what what, what they were what their skills are what their strategy was going into the game like sarah, i feel like sarah like is someone that in some scenarios, could have won season three. Like, mm-hmm. really? The way that she was playing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember even like early on Tafiti, like, she was definitely like, she was in a bit That's of a true. power position. Like, she was definitely one of those dark horse yeah. kind of like, she was thinking strategically. I think the thing about Adam is that, like, it's going to be really hard for him to win against this cast if he's going to play it the same way mm-hmm. that he played in season four. Versus, I feel like Sarah, right. she yeah. can do pretty well in that cast the way that she was playing because like in the maze of confused kind of season, like if you're going to play a little bit more low key and loyal, you're going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be kind of like a little bit all over the place, like Adam was in season four, you're going to you know be running into people like Matthew yeah. and Eliza and Dale or on, even on old North Day Jack, all these people right. that um, mm-hmm. are going to kind of like see past it, I think. Which is what, that's the thing. I think the Adam playing in the game kind of feeling like thinking that other people weren't going to play as hard as they did is uh, something that would make it harder for him to to do super well if we're having this season four version of Adam play this season a bunch of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so are we going to, are we placing him above Jess? And below Kevin and Menace then? Is that kind of, I feel like that's kind of what we're agreeing on. Yeah. Yeah, but like super so, close, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Minutes, yeah. And yeah. That's that's and a thing. Too, of entertainment. Like, I mean, like he. That's a hate on Adam. It's so entertaining. Oh Sorry. yeah. Okay, he's up there with Kevin for entertainment. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. He was so much fun. It's so sad to see him go because, like, I love. It's the thing. Adam is such a chaotic player in this season, and I love mm-hmm. watching the chaotic players. I love chaotic. It's yeah. so hard oh, for chaotic 100%. players to do well, which is why I think Maggie was very unique in season two, because usually that chaos is not yeah. going like, to And with Kevin, you know, another chaotic player, like it's hard to do well as a chaotic player, but it's so much mm-hmm. fun to watch. And that's what I really appreciate about Adam is he really brought a lot of entertainment. And also like props to him for like editing those episodes and like helping those episodes where yeah. he was like getting voted off. Like, I think he did a really good job with that. Like, yeah, damn. Episode three, he actually storyboarded himself as well. So props to Adam for that. Wow. He did a great job. That's awesome. Storyboarding is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is. It you really have to is. sort through so much footage and just, like, put it together. 
and like just like make it entertaining and like understandable like, no, i think i think storyboarding is actually pretty easy i think like a baby could do it i don't think it's that impressive or anything you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding because sam morris hey watch it storyboarding a lot of like the past few seasons so if you guys aren't aware i'm not just being and, really and with that good. jack <laughs> with with that comment, Jack's edit just got uh, a little bit worse um, for season four. So you know, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm not gonna have a single. I know confession. it's like live editing, so yeah. you better watch out. Oh, it's true. Um, <laughs> Purple edit. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we have. I, I heard that we have a player, and he. I think he played on the season that was called Mike Micro Mike Micronesia. Okay, honestly, this player has played with the icons and he is an icon himself. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's going to be on the show and get to play with the people in the season is insane to me. Yeah. My mind. I forgot how that happened, it but I blew into my it. mind. Yeah, we're going to get, yeah. I'm sure we're going to, it's going to be great in the yeah. episode, and I'm sure we're going to go a, a lot into the inner work of how exactly that was able to happen next time on Keep Your Torch Lit. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, even yeah. other yes, than yes, that, yes, we will. Will. I don't want to go bleed out of place, but I feel like even other than Eric Reckmack, this is going to be a very fun episode. And I, I feel like this is, it's going to be definitely mm-hmm. not going to be when you're gonna, not going to want to One of the best. For a number of reasons. So, yeah. 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 I was gonna make a really bad. <laughs> Please do. I was do gonna it. say we'll, we'll be Reichen back. We'll Reichen back next week. <laughs> oh, that was too perfect. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. All right, end it there. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Beautiful. <laughs>